Welcome to the Andy Social Podcast. Strangely enough, my name is Andy, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to new and old listeners. Uh, I hope you enjoy or have been enjoying the podcast to date. Uh, we seem to be going full steam ahead. Uh, lots of things in the pipeline, lots of stuff happening. Still only doing it on a weekly basis, even though I mentioned a while back that I wanted to uh, double it up at... Um, well, I haven't quite got there yet. I haven't really got an explanation for it at all. But uh, hey, at least we're keeping it weekly, so it won't go any less than that. This is an interesting uh, episode. I'm going to try something new. I am going to do a monthly catch-up with a friend of mine from the US uh, who has previously appeared on the Antisocial Podcast, Milton Mendoka. And uh, Milton, for those who didn't listen to the previous episode, is uh, the mastermind behind Infinity Concerts and is also a co-promoter for the Prog Power USA Festival that we'll be uh, attending this year as artists. Milton and I chat quite a bit online and always uh, have a good joke at uh, other people's expense, and always in, always good-natured, of course. And uh, we just uh, decided the other day that uh, we should probably catch up a bit more often and, uh, and record uh, some more of our conversations. We were actually going to do a part two uh, in the near future to discuss uh, a few more things industry-based um, around uh, bands and, and uh, definitely p- getting more of a perspective from a booking agent and a promoter uh, point of view. Um, so we decided to combine the two ideas together. And what we hope to do is a monthly check-in, a monthly catch-up where we'll we'll pick a topic um, in advance and we'll uh, discuss that um, at length or however long we want want to chat about it, depending on how much uh, we're able to flesh out. And, uh, and then we'll have a couple of regular segments, so to speak, that we'll, we'll touch on each time we catch up. So we do explain a little bit of this in the episode itself, but I'll quickly run through what it is now. And look, it will probably change over the coming months as uh, as things progress. We might come up with new ideas or we might find the ones that we've got already. We're not getting much out of them. So this is definitely not uh, set in stone to, ex- um, please excuse the pun. So <laughs> what we've got is uh, we're going to pick a main topic, a feature topic that we'll discuss. And then what we'll do is we'll, uh, some of the uh, other sections or segments of our monthly catch up slash check-in will be based around crazy people. So we'll, uh, we'll fill each other in on any crazy people that we've encountered over the last uh, several weeks since we last spoke, if any, or we might dig up some ones from the past some uh, that might have some good stories attached to it. So we'll, I think that'll be quite a, a quite an entertaining part of uh, part of the episode where we can go through and uh, and throw some uh, some good stories at each other. And this particular one, we 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 got it off to a, a great start, and was actually part of the inspiration behind. Uh, this whole idea that we've come up with. The other one is going to be um, based around doing a shout out for uh, some favourite unsigned bands that we're both listening to, uh, whether it be new or old. I think probably the general rule, while we haven't really made any rules, probably the general rule is that they're act And, uh, you know, whether they've been around for the last 10 years or they've, or they've only just come out to the scene, I think the main thing is that they're out there and they're working hard and still uh, still out there doing great things. So we, uh, we're going to make an effort to 
to plug a couple of bands um, each time we do catch up. And I hope that for those of you who do listen in, we'll check out the bands that we suggest. Um, we'll try and make sure that, uh, you know, we don't just throw anybody in there for the sake of it. We'll, uh, we'll definitely pick bands that um, are worth your time. So uh, we hope that um, you'll get something out of it and discover some great new talent and support them and hopefully become a band that either uh, does become signed or just become successful from a, from a completely independent point of view. But, uh, yeah, just a little, little way of, um, of uh, giving some acknowledgement of some bands that are, that are definitely hardworking out there. And uh, the last thing we'll do uh, just in spirit of uh, Prog Power is we'll just do a, a brief check-in just to see how we're both tra- tracking from our own perspective uh, areas um, leading up to the festival. I came up the, with the idea because I thought that maybe there'd be a lot of people out there who do attend the festival each year who might get a kick out of hearing a bit more of the behind the scenes or a little bit more of the processes involved or um, certain steps that we might have to go through um, in order to in order for us to play the festival or from Milton's point of view in order for the festival to actually run. And um, we touch on it briefly on this episode and we'll continue to see how that progresses and sometimes there might not be a lot of updates, but um, we'll, we'll generally find something to, to chat about uh, that'll touch base on the festival and, um, and just to keep that theme moving and, and link back into the, the bigger picture of, I guess, how Milton and I came together, sounding uh, very... Um, I don't even know what the word is. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> uh, so we'll uh, we'll play it by ear. We're still trying to work out a name of what we're going to call this monthly catch-up. Um, so we'll work that out over the coming days. So by the time this podcast is up, there will, there will be a title. Um, whether that'll be witty or not uh, is uh, yet, to be, uh, yet to be determined, but um, we'll, we will have a consistent title up each month just so people will uh, see it and, and know what it is. And um, that's about it. I'll put all the, uh, the uh, business part of the podcast at the end of the episode, but I hope you enjoy it. Um, as mentioned in this episode, it's going to be raw. It's going to be all over the place. We're going to go off in tangents. As while we do have an idea of where we want to, how we want to structure it on a very vague uh, point of view, it still is all over the place. And I think that's going to be the theme moving forward, which I think makes it um, a lot more interesting to listen to. So anyway, I um, hope you enjoy and uh, plenty of links in the show notes as well. Hello, drinking support hotline. <laughs> good morning. Good evening. How's it going? Yeah, good. Good. I've um, I'm all caffeinated up. I'm probably gonna. Oh, re- very nice. I'm actually I'm actually reaching out for coffee now. Ah, nice one. So nice one. Yeah, it'll work better for you uh, because obviously it'll keep you fueled for for at least the next few hours. But uh, for me, I'm going to regret it in probably about an hour's time when. Uh, I'm going to be staring at the ceiling. <laughs> I can I can see you doing maybe six or seven episodes of the podcast now in the next few hours. I'm going to get on a roll. <laughs> I just know it. Oh man! So yeah, I uh, I'm in the car again, just uh, heading out to get some coffee and uh, come come back. To, uh, it's a good morning. It's a it's a ho- it's a national holiday over here. Yeah, what's the holiday? It's uh, it's a uh, Martin Luther King Day. Ah, okay. So it's nice because it's like a Sunday do-over, you know? It's like if you didn't get drunk enough on Sunday, you have another chance to do it today. <laughs> uh, so. I like it. I like it. Well, um, I don't know. <laughs> so I guess um, for anyone who's listening, 
Um, mm-hmm. we, we were thinking about doing sort of a monthly catch-up, uh, just sort of a bit of a check-in, see how we're doing, have a bit of a chat. Um, we were always bouncing messages backwards and forwards and a lot of a lot of funny stuff going back back and forth. So it would have been a good idea just to, I don't know, document it and uh, get everyone else uh, joining in and, and listening and contributing as well. So uh, my idea, and I'm sure it'll it'll change as, as, uh, as we move along down the track, but I thought of having our three little uh, three little sections of our monthly catch up, so we can have our little main feature topic that we can we can have a chat about, and probably spend most of the time on that. Well, depending on <laughs> which way it goes, we may end up brushing over the main topic and going to the other ones. But and then we could have uh, then we because we've been talking lately about uh, about some certain crazy people that have uh, been reaching out for for better or worse. And uh, <laughs> so uh, that, I think that could uh, get, be quite entertaining. So I uh, figured that might be a good thing just to, to constantly touch on each month uh, to see which, which uh, crazies have uh, entered our lives in the last few weeks since we last spoke. And then uh, just to keep in, I guess, in theme of uh, this year and, uh, you know, the whole, at least for us on, on our end, the road to, to prog power, we could do a little bit of a check-in and see how everything's going from your end with, uh, you know, if there's anything behind the scenes or just a little bit of uh, from the organising and the preparation point of view. And then I can certainly chime in with anything that we're doing on our side as well. And that might just get, get people's interest uh, tuned in with what we're what we're talking about. Awesome. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. This should be fun. Yeah, I think so. And it'll be, I think it's going to get very silly and very all over the place. <laughs> and we're going to go off on tangents. It's going to be very rough and raw, uh, but I think, that's going to, I think that's what's going to make it great. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, I, um, when we last spoke on the last episode, uh, however long ago that was, we did sort of brush on this very, very briefly. And I said that we, we'd do a part two sometime and, and I figured this would be a great opportunity to do it. To talk about the do's and don'ts of being in a band, but really from a promoter and a booking agent point of view, which, you know, that's, that's your domain. And I think from a lot mm-hmm. of bands' point of view, we, at least from a musician and being in a band, we always sort of go off the experiences of our peers as far as other musicians and other artists go and what they do and then their trials and errors. And we don't sure. really hear a lot from the other end. So it, I think it'd be a great perspective for you to sort of weigh in on some of your favourite uh, do's and don'ts or, or other experiences that you've had in the past with dealing with uh, bands or just being approached by bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really it's really interesting because um, I feel like a lot of the bands, especially these days with technology the way it is, a lot of the bands are, are coming out with such creative ideas to promote their music and to get the word out there. Um, but when it comes to something as simple as reaching out to a booking agent or reaching out to a promoter, uh, they lack, lack the skills completely. I'm talking about not even being able to to write an eloquent email. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I, I think that's a good place to start. <laughs> you know, basics. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you have to, you're trying to, to pitch your product and you're trying to sell something. Mm-hmm. And, and as a booking agent, that is essentially what we're doing as well. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a sales position if you think about it. Um, but I really appreciate when a band reaches out to me and they're very professional and they're, you know, to the point. 
and they don't try to make it like their band is the greatest thing on earth. Um, it could very well be, I don't know. But when you hear that over and over and over again, you tend to take things with a grain of salt. <laughs> um, but, but um, you know, the, the basics, I guess, for starters, you know, reach out, be professional, be courteous. Uh, don't take it personally if the person you're trying to reach out to doesn't get back to you right away. I am, I'm admittedly, I am terrible at getting back to people quickly. Um, but that's also because I'm doing so much all the time. Um, so, so you, you have to, um, you can't take it personal, yeah. you know, and, and if the person, and if the person does check out your music and doesn't think you're ready for it, or it's just not their thing, or, you know, they're not, they can't work with you at that time. Also don't take it personal. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten emails <laughs> from this one specific band, actually, <laughs> um, about, booking and about going on tour and about, you know, Prog Power and, you know, how they're the greatest band in the world and et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and I said to them, look, you know, you're not really what I'm looking for right now. You know, I wish you guys the best of luck. Um, it just, I, I can't work with you guys right now for, you know, a few different reasons. And I went on to explain what the reasons were. Um, and, and the next email I get from the guy is, well, we don't need you anyway. Next year, our band is going to go on a big tour. So why are you reaching out to me to be your agent if that's the case? I mean, if, you, if you have a big tour coming up, you should be all set, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, burning your bridges straight let, away and haven't even got started. Yeah, it's it's like, let me know how you can get big tours because that's what I look for. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, maybe I should be reaching out to you and asking for help. <laughs> It's funny, um, just touching um, on that really quickly, the, um, mm-hmm. a lot of bands, and I, I see with people, other artists that I've, you know, been into interactions with or toured with and played shows with, and mm-hmm. you're definitely dealing with the people with, with a lot of raw uh, emotion, and I think people already are self-conscious about putting their music out there and, and getting up on stage. Sure. And, and you know what's really funny is for a lot of people that really want to be a performer and be on stage, a lot of them have serious issues with getting up in front of people. And I think when you... Oh, yeah. And when you bottle that all up and then you start approaching people and you start dealing with... It's not even just rejection, but people just not acknowledging uh, your existence or acknowledging your efforts, whether it be on a creativity point of view or whether it just be from Mm -hmm. a work ethic point of view of putting your heart and soul into something people just react really, really terribly to it and, they, and just show it just does not reflect well on them and, and the rest of the guys in, in that outfit that they're in and uh, any reputation that they've got out there in the, in the industry within, within their peer group. And it's uh, unfortunately does a lot of disservice for, for some bands that probably deserve a lot later on down the track mm-hmm. but just burn themselves very, very early in the process because they're very sensitive to it all. Absolutely. I, I can't, I have seen it happen over and over time and time again. Uh, I completely understand, you know, some people have, have a hard time with it. Have, you know, I, I don't want to make it as drastic as to call it social anxiety. Um, but you just, you can't be afraid. You just got, got to put your face out there. Uh, and, and I completely understand that that's hard for a lot of people, but you're not gonna, you're not going to, uh, to succeed unless you start doing that. Um, and, 
it's rough, you know, being a, especially being a younger band, being a new band, you're excited, you're very, like you said, you're very, um, the emotions about, you know, presenting your music to people, it's, it's hard not to take it personal. Mm. Um, and so when you combine uh, the overwhelming thought of getting your, your product out there, you know, your, your, cause your music is all about your feelings too. So it's part of you that's out there. And when you, and when you expose your music to people, you're essentially opening up yourself in a way. Um, so I can totally see, uh, some people having a hard time with that, but then again, it's, it's called performing arts for a reason. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I know I can think of, of a very, very well-respected and well-known artist who I'm not going to name who simply cannot play live shows. You know, the, the stage fry takes over him <laughs> and, and he, he can't do it. Yeah. It's so interesting. Um, I can't, I can't blame people if they feel that way, but it's tough to, um, tough to make it otherwise. I think this particular gentleman is a, big um exception to the rule yeah it's um i see it on a very local level with a lot of bands and it i think a lot of it comes from more so experience than Mm -hmm. uh, any sort of internal mental challenges that people are trying to like long-term challenges that people have and a lot of a lot of the the experiences that i see are more more around that inexperience of not having a lot of uh uh, of exposure playing in front of people and getting up on a stage and and really being i mean it's not always literal but always fe- having that feeling of being judged in front of people because you're you're getting up there mm-hmm. or you're putting on a performance as as uh as artificial and as uh as commercial as that sounds in the end you're a performer mm-hmm. you're performing you're an entertainer and so right. people are going to judge you, whether it be very critically or not. People are there to mm-hmm. to observe and, and take it in and, and then process it whatever way they want. So for a lot of people, if they haven't got a lot of experience being on stage, then it can be a very, very daunting thing. And, and, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. for some people, they don't deal with it as well as, as others. And uh, I guess that's what right. separates separates people early in the piece, and and the the ones who can handle it well are the ones that sort of right. stay long term. And and I think that's a, and that's a key word right there, handling it well. Mm. You have to have um, thick enough of skin that you can handle criticism, and you can handle uh, you can just handle rejection. Yeah. You know, that's a big thing too. Um, handle rejection. Handle people saying. You guys are not great. I, I can't. I don't think there's ever been any band who, who, who have never heard that before. Um, and and how you handle these things is very important. If you just fly off the handle and blow up at somebody for saying, "Hey, I checked you out and I did, they didn't do it for me," it's it's not going to be doing you any favors as much as uh, as much as you want to do that. I mean, I I for for a long time. And not just related to the music business, but in general, I had a very, very hard time taking criticism. Mm. And I, I would always take it personal, and I would just blow up, and um, it, it never really helped. Another thing too that I that I wanted to uh, to mention before, um, especially for the bands that are still developing, yeah. that haven't quite made it or haven't quite left the whole the so-called local scene. Um, I see a lot of bickering and a lot of drama between bands in a specific scene, in a specific 
um, local scene. Uh, you know, all those guys, they're tough to work with, we're better than them, blah, 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 blah. Whatever it is, this industry is too connected. You know, people talk about the whole six degrees of separation. In this industry, you're lucky if you get two degrees of separation. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody's so connected. You know, you know a promoter and you don't want to talk about a certain other local band because chances are they've played with that promoter before. Mm. They've worked with that promoter before. Um, and, and I see that a lot. Yeah. Uh, I can think I can think of a few examples here in the States of bands that play a lot all the time and play together all the time and um, and have that that sort of bickering back and forth and that sort of rivalry. You know, of course you want to be the best at what you're doing and of course they, there's there there has to be healthy competition. Um, but it has to stay healthy. And I think the big thing with that and it it happens here, here in Australia as well and within all the local mm-hmm. cities and in all the cities you, you have this, especially on the on the lower levels of it all, but you do see it on each tier sort of going up to uh, on the you know, relative to the size of the band. It's just the bigger mm-hmm. the band, the more that it seems to be a bit more controlled and people are a little bit more diplomatic about how they right. handle it and how they handle each other. Um, you know, for us, I mean, there's – there's a lot of a lot of artists out, out there that we probably wouldn't have very nice things to say, but you know what? We just shut up, <laughs> and, and especially <laughs> and especially if you're dealing with people on a professional level where you don't really know right. that person that well, and and it's not really a time and a place to to have a conversation that's sort of you know mm-hmm. very sort of candid and. and well, not professional at all. Uh, you know, right. You have to be very careful. You have to. It's a time and a place for things, and you have to be appropriate in the right in the right circumstances. But we see it and we see it in the, on the local level. And I think a big thing that bands forget about is that, and it's exactly what you said. It's that healthy competition, and people mm-hmm. see competition as a negative thing, and mm-hmm. it comes back to that lack of uh, not having the confidence in what they do already. So they're already sensitive and highly emotive to what they're doing and they're trying to get a pra- uh, praise and and recognition from their peers and everyone in that local scene. So they're already raw as it is. And then when they see another band that's mm-hmm. getting a bit more attention than what they're getting, then they take it the wrong way instead of feeding sure. off it and, and becoming better and better and better. So it's a big mm-hmm. problem we have in Australia with a lot of local bands that they're too busy worried about the other band potentially stealing their fans or taking the attention away from them instead of looking at it and going, well, right. you know what? I can actually do something with this and learn from that and become better than what we were before. And Absolutely. Know. Absolutely. And, and there's also another thing too. Um, as cliche as this is going to sound, a united, quote unquote, local scene will always be stronger than one that is not. Um, there are certain cities over here in the States that I know of that every band in that particular local metal scene gets along well and likes each other. Um, and a lot of the times, the local shows do better attendance-wise than the, than the regional and the national tours because it's almost like, oh, our buddies from such and such are coming to play at this bar tonight and everybody goes see them. And then when it's your turn to go play that show, those guys will go to, to go play that bar. Those guys will go, will go see you. That's it. They get it. Um, you know, it, it's really, it's rough when you, I see this all the time too, because I, I, you know, a lot of my shows, I tend to book local support. 
Mm. Um, and, you know, let's say I book two or three local bands. One goes up in stage, on the stage, plays their set, finishes, and then leaves. You know, they don't bother sticking around for the next local band. They might or might not come back for the headliner. Um, and I just don't get it. You know, like, if you're so passionate about the music and if you enjoy the scene so much and you're part of a cool event, why would you leave? Like, I'm not saying you have to stay and watch the whole thing, every single song, but, but you know, be, be a part of it. That's it. It's, it's, you know, uh, it's, having, it's keeping up appearances and, and showing your support by even just being present mm-hmm. at, at times to be mm-hmm. in the right place in the right time to ensure that people know that you're you're legitimate and you're genuine about uh, about your intentions. But it's the same here. We we, yeah. we we play shows here as well, and and the bands before us they they just get in the cars, pack up, and take the gear out straight away out the back door and drive drive off. And then you know you almost feel like turning around. Mm-hmm. So I, I book a lot of our own shows, so I just which is good and bad. <laughs> but um, you know sometimes <laughs> I feel like being the asshole and turning around and saying, you know what, why should, why should we pay you when you're not sticking around and doing the right thing by everybody else? But, right. so, but you have to do a bit of a risk assessment there and go, well, is, is the, uh, <laughs> is the grief that's going to come from this worth it uh, <laughs> to try and make a point or do we just sort of just pay them and just not book them again, which is usually the, the better, the better avenue to go down. They just, and then they wonder why they don't get shows later on. You know, just, uh, just recently I was, uh, I'm going to do a shout out to a band called Next to Nod, uh, from, uh, from the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, they're a new band. They're on Inside Out Music and, uh, their drummer is Max Portnoy, Mike Portnoy's son. Um, so, and, and it's really cool. They play, they play modern metal. They're young kids. They're all 16, 17 years old. And, you know, they're very good at what they do. Um, and just recently I had a, a little tour that I did for, for, for Ghost Ship Octavius, actually. I know we talked about them last time. Yeah. Um, and, and Next to None was supporting them. And I thought it was really neat how, uh, one of the guys in Next to None, the singer, he was in the middle of the floor for every single band before their set. Even the band right before their set, he was watching every single show. They played their show. They did a great job. And they came off the stage. He was back on the floor watching Real Ship finish. And I just thought it was so cool. I mentioned it to a friend of mine. I said, you know, I wish I would see more of that. Mm-hmm. Because there he is. He's enjoying the music, you know. He's supporting the the bands, local and not. Um, and and it was just nice to see, especially being somebody who's brand new to the scene, Absolutely. you know, already doing the right thing, so to speak. I, I thought it was really cool. So a uh, big shout out to them because um, I think they're on the right track. So. That's cool. I'll put I'll pull a link in for um, for anyone who hasn't heard of them, especially especially down yeah. that way. So it sounds cool. But it's. Mm-hmm. Um, it it is good because it's genuine and and he mm-hmm. obviously gets it to a point that you know he loves he loves it he's still new to it and it's still all fresh and great but understands that you know what I want people to stand in front of me when I play and enjoy what and appreciate what I do and you know mm-hmm. if I can do that for somebody else I know what it feels like to be on the receiving end so that's just doing their part and I think a lot of people just yeah. worry about sort of taking 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 all the time and, and expecting so much of people and get annoyed and shitty when people don't show up to their shows and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's a common rant on Facebook all the time I see from bands just getting all annoyed at their local crowds because no one's bothered to turn up but then those same people mm-hmm. the people that don't go up go out to local shows themselves anymore. 
So it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it goes both ways. It does. It does. And I can totally understand the frustration as well. When you go, you're excited about a show, you rehearse for months, you know, and you finally get on stage and there's 15 people on the floor watching your set and half of them are drinking a beer. I can totally understand the frustration. I can see it. Uh, I would hate to be in that position just as much as I hate to, to book a show and see a bad turnout. But you can't win them all and you just got to roll with the punches. That's it. There's always something you can take from, from it regardless anyway. It's the, the silver line. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's exactly right. You know, you, you, if you really stop and think about it, you will probably find a reason. There is a reason why people don't come to a show, okay? Whether, whether it's booked on a bad place, whether it's booked on a bad night of the week, whether the lineup is bad, there are reasons. So if you, if you stop and, and try to think about it and try to figure out why it didn't work this time, like you said, it's a silver lining that will help you correct it the next time. And hopefully you're going you're gonna to come play a show and you're going to see a better turnout. Absolutely. Um, I will say one thing, though, that we haven't mentioned um, um, with the whole do's and don'ts thing. I mean, I, it seems that we're sort of focused on the don'ts for now. <laughs> we're so negative. <laughs> yeah, no, right? <laughs> well, let me tell you something. It's Monday and it's 8.30 in the morning, so I, <laughs> I earned my right. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> uh, no, but, but in all seriousness, if you want to get your, your brand and your products in front of, of professionals in the industry that you're hoping to to want to collaborate with you and help you get to the next next step, you have to present a good enough product. Mm. And I know talent is subjective. I know your taste might be different than mine, but ultimately you have to be good at what you do. Uh, don't don't come with you know a four track demo saying that this is the next greatest thing and we're totally ready to to go out there and and play. You don't even have to pay us. Well, guess what? I wouldn't pay you because with this product, it's just not going to happen. So, yeah. So, so, you know, present, take your time. You know, if you're going to put out a demo, if you're going to put out, uh, you know, a a couple songs to, to present to people, take care of it. You know, take your time, be, put your, put your best work into it, put effort into it. Don't half-ass it. uh, Because, we we can tell when a band didn't pay too much attention and, and and I don't and I don't mean just the recording quality of it because at a starting level chances are you're not going to be able to hit a, a, a super fancy and 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 great sounding studio but but be but but be as as good with it as you possibly can be humble you know but be confident at the same time mm. uh, it's a very very fine line in between um, just last night. Um, I received an email from a power metal band here from the state, from California. Um, very well articulated, you know, short and to the point. This is who we are. This is what we're looking for. You know, if you want to hear more about it, here are some links. Um, I checked the music out, and they just blew me away. You know, I, I, I heard a song. I like what I what I heard. I, I sent them an email back. I said, you know, I really want to hear more. And they sent me their album that they're releasing next month. And Andy, let me tell you, they blew me away. And, uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to work with them just because I'm so busy, or you know, I'm not making any promises. But they, they did everything right, you know, and, and you have to, um, you have to praise that because uh, when you see too many instances of, of 
I will call bad decisions <laughs> when reaching out to people. Yeah. Um, when you finally see somebody doing it right, it's it's nice and refreshing. <laughs> Maybe just to touch on that really quickly, and you 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 made that point of it. And one thing mm-hmm. that I've seen a lot over the years when uh, industry professionals have have been interviewed or they weigh in on topics and whatnot, and they and the question always pops mm-hmm. up with you know, how do people approach you, you know, what's the best way of doing it? And the common thing across majority of people has always been keep it simple. You know, we don't want... Keep it simple. We don't want war and peace. We don't want something that's just overly complex with too much stuff and too many things that we have to sift through and whatnot. We just need something that's simple, mm-hmm. professional, and it's to the point. And you, you mentioned mm-hmm. it just with that example of that particular band. Um so I guess just from, and it's 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 difficult in the sense that there's there's many different ways of articulating a, a pitch or a, or a, uh, mm-hmm. a proposal or anything like that via email, and and we'll just stick on email for the probably the best format. Um, but right. I guess from what you've just said, then with that particular example, you really I assume that you probably just really need something that's as far as a blurb about about who you are and what you've done. Um, but very, mm-hmm. very refined, and then mm-hmm. some whether it be accomplishments and whatnot mixed into that uh, that blurb, and then and then as as you mm-hmm. said, links to direct links through to music that and obviously selected tracks, not just oh here's a mm-hmm. full streaming EP or album that you have to sift through three or four minutes right. of some epic intro that doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So I see that's what I love it. I love it. I love it when I get those emails that are basically the entire band's biography on the body of the email. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's like two pages long. And and it's like, I, you know, I try, I try to listen to everything that's said to me. I I really do. Mm. And I try to get back to people again. Sometimes it takes forever Mm. because admittedly, I, you know, um, but, but, I'm I'm a busy guy, you know, and and it's not to to dish anybody or anything like that, but you know, and, and I'm sure other agents and other promoters and everything, we always have so much going on that you're you're helping us and you're helping yourself if you're you know like we like we said just now, uh, short and sweet, mm. brief and to the point, well articulated enough. Um, it's, uh, there's a better chance you're going to get a better response. And even if it's not a positive response, even if they're not going to get back to you with what you want to hear, at least you put your music out there in front of them and they took their time listening to it. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I like a nice, well-written email. Um, like I said, you know, short couple paragraphs, this is who we are, you know, we are, such and such band. We're from this area. We've been playing for this long, and um, you know, like you said, maybe some accomplishments and 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 why you're reaching out. That's very important. Yeah, I I can't say how many emails that I get that hey, check us out, blah 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 blah. <laughs> okay, cool. Sure, I'll I'll check you out. Thank you. <laughs> um, am I supposed to write back and say hey, good job? Am I supposed to? know why you're why you're reaching out i'm not trying to be rude i know people are just trying to to present their music mm. but but tell me why yeah what do you what, what do you need what would you like 
What are you trying to get out of this? I would like to know so I can properly respond to you whether or not I'm able to help you with it. And and maybe just um, touching on what you said with the um, with sort of the lengthy emails, um, that's one thing that I had to learn the hard way from my end because I would send out all the emails to whether it be booking agents or re- or labels through you know Europe and the US and try and pitch the band and I was always too worried about preempting all of the negative thoughts that they would think about us and you know we're we're from Australia we wouldn't have enough money to get over there how would they afford to 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 fund us and all these sort of things then we and try and talk ourselves up because they probably haven't heard of us try and make ourselves mm-hmm. look legitimate and and you would never get anything back or when you did get something back it was very brief and to the point it was basically thanks but no thanks mm-hmm. and you knew that they just didn't have the time to go through and sift through all the the rubbish that I'd spent half an hour writing right. an email, and I did find that right. once I I got cut the crap out and just went, you know, this is who we are. If you want more information on anything like that, by all means, get in touch. Here's some music. We would love to do this, this, this. Um, it'd be great to hear back from you, and then just kept it at that. And we found that we got a lot yep. more response and a lot more uh, positive outcomes from from taking that approach from it. So, but I had to, 100%. Learn, I had to learn the hard way. It took a 100%. long time to realize. You know, that, and that is good. I, I started as a, well, I, I was a booking agent person and a promoter. Um, I learned when I started booking, I learned the same exact thing. You know, I would send these super long pitches about a band or about a tour and I'd get nothing. Um, and, and finally, I decided to take a completely different approach, much uh, much similar to yours that you described, and the results were like night and day. Uh, so, so that's exactly uh, that's exactly why people are extremely busy. Nine out of ten times, you're not going to get a response back. You're not going to get a reply. You're not going to get an email. Uh, it's just how it is. It's just how the the industry functions. That's it. That's um, it. You know, I, I tend to have a little bit of a different attitude about it. You know, I try to to get back to everybody. It's you know, I'd be lying to you if I said I succeed at getting back to everybody. But uh, you know, but I, I try my best to do it and and to at least give people's music a chance. So it's um what actually on that topic about you know, it's definitely something that's common, especially in the music industry. Because if I compare mm-hmm. it to sort of the corporate world, uh, if you're working for an employee and you don't respond to an email, then you're you're in big trouble. <laughs> so mm-hmm. in the music industry, it's very it's very different. It's the opposite, and it's more of, of the norm that you can send emails out to countless people and and get hardly any responses, and you just get used to it. I, yeah, I also I will I will say that I think it might be a little entitlement issue from professionals in this industry as well. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think it's a, a, one of those things. They are reaching out to me, so they need me. Mm. So I have the I have the upper hand, and I will choose when to reply and when, or if and when to reply. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not trying to generalize it, but I can see this happen. Mm, mm. Uh, I can see people saying, well, I don't have the time. If you're reaching out to me, 
I probably don't have the time of the day for you. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it definitely makes it hard for people that are really trying to to network and build yeah. relationships with people when you've got you got other. I mean, we've we've have that. We have it's notorious with a lot of agents in Europe, booking agents, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. we've got some great friends in well-established bands in Europe. And we hit them up directly and just say, look, um, what's your advice? You know, we'd love to do some shows with you at some stage down, you know, over the coming years. And they say, oh, that'd be fantastic. Um, go through our agent. Here's all the details. Let them know that we sent you through. And you contact them and they are just ruthless. They are, in some case, in particular cases, downright assholes. And yeah. they just treat you like shit and they don't care who's referred you. They don't care if it's the drummer of this great band and, and they're well-established and, well, uh, you know, got a great reputation mm-hmm. in Europe. They do not care. And um, it appears to come from one particular country more so than others, but I won't uh, single, mm-hmm. <laughs> single them out. But uh, it's, uh, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to get a, a foot in the door and you really, you're always trying to get that referral uh, from right. from somebody established, but even in some cases like that, it still doesn't help. So it is a difficult thing. Yeah. But, um, I guess on that topic, one thing that I I'd be interested to, to get your uh, your thoughts on it for mm-hmm. people that do send out emails to to people within the industry looking for opportunity mm-hmm. and pitching and doing it well. What what's your thoughts on the follow up? What's your follow ups uh, on you know? Do you follow up? When should you follow up and how many times should you follow up before it gets annoying and, and uh, irritating? Um, I don't think, for instance, in my case, a follow-up doesn't usually bother me mm. because, it, uh, because admittedly, again, sometimes I get, I get very busy and I don't get back to people right away. So a follow-up can be helpful in the sense that, oh, God, there's a reminder. I haven't written to that band yet. I yeah. checked them out. I liked it, but I... They haven't gotten back to them. Let me write them. Mm. Um, I am all for a follow-up. Um, if, you know, I, I am all for a follow-up in, in every circumstance. You meet an agent or a promoter at a show and you have their contact information, write them a little email the next day or two. Hey, it was great meeting. Mm. You know, I hope that we can, uh, you know, here's our music or I hope that we can work together. Or something. Um, um, I don't know if there's a rule to how many follow-ups before it gets annoying. Uh, I think, though, if you send, you know, three emails and you haven't heard back, or four emails and you haven't heard back, chances are they're not interested. Mm. Uh, and, and a lot of the times in this industry, if the person is not interested, it's considered politically correct to not <laughs> answer. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, be, you know, you, you ha- you're trying to sell your product, so don't give up on it. You know, you have to be a little persistent, but you have to know when to say, all right, this person is not getting back to me right now. There's got to be a reason. Mm. Don't try to ponder what the reason is. Just move on and say, well, maybe I'll hit them up again in a few months. And I guess and, 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 and that's it. Like, I, I appreciate the follow-up. Mm. I think it's important. I guess it comes down to what. The, Excuse me. You're right. I guess it comes down to what the content of that follow up is really. I mean, that's that's really what's going right. to turn you from somebody who's genuine and it's professional to somebody who's just downright irritating and, and annoying. 
Mm-hmm. So it's it's the wording. And as you said, that scenario, if you're meeting somebody in person you, and you get a card and then you just do that very polite, courteous follow-up the next day just to touch base and say, mm-hmm. you know, acknowledge the, you know, the night before or whatever it might be and then but with no intention uh, attached to it, just to, just to, hey, it was great to meet you, um, we'll stay in touch and that's it. And that way you're not coming on right. too hard. It's, you know, it's like dating, you know. <laughs> you, don't, right. you don't come on too hard straight away and then you just let, it, you let the whole relationship grow and get stronger and stronger over time and, and, and give people the opportunity to become familiar with you and what you do. And then over time you look for those opportunities and see whether anything can come of it. But um, I see it a lot. I yeah. see it a lot with, with people that are, that are all about the agenda. So they approach mm-hmm. people purely to get something out of them, um, not so much yeah. to network and build great relationships with people, but more so to go in there with a particular purpose and get that that outcome as quickly as possible. And they right. put the hard word on and then that's when the aggressive follow-ups kick in because they're not getting that urgent uh, outcome, you know, that they're, that they're so yeah. desperate to get. Yeah, the and, sense of, yeah, give me just one second and behold up. Yeah. Sorry about that. No I hope worries. your amazing editor can edit out that little awkward moment of silence. <laughs> uh, the whole entire time I've been enjoying the conversation so much that I've been parked in the parking lot and I hadn't got my coffee yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just ordered something quick in the drive through here. <laughs> no, no worries. All good. My apologies. So, um, no, you're, you're right about the, 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 the sense of urgency thing yeah. that you mentioned. Um, you know, you want people to get back to you right away and you obviously, I can totally understand when people want it urgently um, because ultimately they want something. Mm. <laughs> um, so, but you, you know, things happen in due time, I guess. Um, so, oh, and, and um, another thing that I wanted to also bring up mm. that we haven't touched on it quite yet. Uh, and again, we are the most negative people in the world, so I'm going to say another don't. Excuse me. Um, it seems that a lot of bands don't understand that you need to make an investment in your band mm. to make it. Um, especially new bands, you know, you have great music, great material, people seem to like you, so that means you are entitled to a boatload of money mm. right off the bat. That's um, not going to happen. It doesn't happen in pop music. It doesn't happen in rap. It doesn't happen in classical. It's not going to happen in metal. <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure. Um, hold on, Andy. Let me just pay for my coffee here. Sorry. Okay. Okay. It's always scary when a sandwich comes out quicker than the coffee. Um, but anyway um, like it's certainly not going to happen in in metal yeah Um, you have to it's almost like going to college you have to invest you know put money to get that little piece of paper that will allow you to make money in the future it's almost the same thing with with bands you know I, I get a lot of emails from bands I'll put us on tour it would be great. We need this much to make it happen per show. We've never done a tour, 
and we want to do it, but this is how much money we need to get paid every night. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, wow, that's wonderful. Um, this is how much I need to get paid to buy a new car, make it happen. um it's it takes it takes a lot of willpower and ultimately it takes a lot of money to make i i hate to say it but the bands that have more um more capital more more funds available to them at a starting level have they do have a bigger chance of of getting ahead quicker Mm. i know this sounds terrible but it's just it's just true Oh, that's it. And um, we've we've seen it before. We've seen a few Australian bands that have done quite well, and we know that they're they're financially sound. They're they're doing okay. But sure, but it hasn't been handed to them on a silver plate either. It's you know they've they've worked really really hard for it, and I think for a lot exactly. of bands, they're just not willing to put their hand in their own pocket. They expect that they can rock mm-hmm. up with their instrument and. And, right. and see the money roll in when it's 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 far from far yeah. from that. Yeah, I can't tell you how many bands that I've seen that. For instance, you know, there's. Um, you, I'm sure you've heard of the concept of buying onto the tour. Yes, uh, I know a lot of people. Uh, you know, frown upon it. Totally understandable, but it has become a very common practice. Mm. Uh, you know, ninety percent of the bands in in the metal scene out there that you see going on a tour. Uh, with a bigger act, and and they're a starter band or they're a new band. Just as hard, that's what they're doing. Mm. Um, so it's just it's just a, a it has become a necessary evil almost. And I can't tell you how many bands I've seen, you know, making huge sacrifices, you know, going in the hole twenty thousand mm. dollars to go on a big tour with a big headliner and and expose their music to that audience. And guess what? It paid off. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to spend that much money every time. I'm not saying you have to pay to get on the tour, um, but but don't be completely opposed to it either, mm. um, because a lot of the times it totally pays off. A lot of the times it doesn't, and it just tar- turns out to be a bad investment. Um, uh, but it's business, and that will happen sometimes. Um, so so be aware that. Investing in your band, investing in your career, is necessary. And I don't just mean as far as going out there and playing. I just mean in general. You know, put the money towards a publicist. It's worth it. Mm. Uh, absolutely. You know, That's put them. Yeah. Yeah. Put the money towards. You know, if if you don't think you have what it takes to manage your band and to develop your brand, put the money towards a manager. You know. Um, Find somebody who's willing to to work with you. Find somebody who knows what they're doing, and and invest in it. Um, you know, do a nice do a nice photo shoot. Don't have your buddy with their iPhone take pictures of your band <laughs> and and tell me that that's you know we just did a photo shoot using an iPhone 5s. Yeah. Don't do that. You know, people's perception is a very powerful thing. It is okay. So if you can somehow appear bigger than you are, chances are you're going to get a bigger response from people. And I know this sounds a little artificial, but it's true. It's, you it's know, make it. What's that? It's human it, nature. it is human nature. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so put together a nice fresh pack, you know, put, put time and effort into it. Bring again, bring the quality product to the table. 
You know, I'm not I'm not saying go out there and record your album on on Abbey Road Studios or something. You know, don't 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 remortgage your house to pay a producer that's super expensive. But 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 be willing to sacrifice. Um, you know, uh, like I said, I, I've seen bands sacrifice a lot financially for a tour um, or or whatever, and it it paid off in the long run. Um, so you know, I when I started um, for a long time, when I started in the industry, we talked about it last time when I was the music journalism thing. Um, for a lot of for many years, I didn't get paid a dime for it, but I had a feeling that ultimately that's what I wanted to do. So I said, you know what, maybe maybe it will pay off later on. So let me continue spending money going to the shows to interview bands and stuff like that. You know, uh, gas money, train money, whatever it is. It, I would I remember I would take days off. I used to work at a coffee shop, and I would I would call in sick because such and such band was calling me for a thirty minute interview. I would lose a whole day of work just to be able to do that interview, you know. And and that's a sacrifice. It, it's you know in retrospect, it's kind of stupid because financially, you know, now that <laughs> things are a little bit different, but but um, in retrospect, I'm like, wow, I actually did that. Yeah. You know, I lost a whole day of work to talk on the phone with the band for half an hour. <laughs> but but it paid off, you know. Um, so you have to be you have to be willing to do it. And I, and I guess that comes down to that genuine love love for it, you know, having that passion for yeah. it. And you, you don't think about the sacrifices as, as much. It doesn't weigh on you as much. You just it's more of a case of here's an opportunity, what do I need to do to, to be able to take advantage of mm-hmm. that opportunity? Oh, I need to take a day off work or I need to call in sick. And you don't even second guess it, you just do it. And mm-hmm. we see on the other end of the spectrum where we have um, actually a really good example of a band in Australia that's no longer around. Uh, mm-hmm. A band that... Are they called Dungeon? <laughs> <laughs> where I'm going with this, whoops. <laughs> no. <laughs> But this band was this band was very very good. Uh, they played uh, melodic death metal, very very polished. Uh, they straight away um, part of their band um, had very very accomplished musicians. Um, one of the guys was a digital uh, artist, a graphic artist, and mm-hmm. their their packaging, their artwork was world class. It was just you would not know that they were from this tiny little uh, part of Australia. And they, their PR and everything, they did. They ticked all the boxes, and then they went out on tour, and they did a small tour. It was only about five or six shows. It wasn't a big thing, but the guys okay. in the band assumed that they were going to pack places out. They were going to start making money, and they were going to start doing bigger and better things. But reality slapped them in the face and they realized that, hey, we've got to actually slog this out for a while. And they didn't enjoy it. They didn't like playing. They didn't like touring. And that band broke up about six months after they released their debut album. And that band no longer exists. Half those guys uh, play jazz now. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) their real interest in, in that genre of music in, you know, in metal and melodic death metal was not so much... 100% 100% dedication was more of an interest, um, but something that right. was obviously not long-term for them. They were looking for something that they, they could potentially cash in on 
in, in the short term mm-hmm. because that style of music was very popular, especially in Europe, and they were hoping they could ride that wave, but then they realised oh, it's not going to be something that's instant. We've got to work at this for quite some time, despite them having right. this great product. And, uh, yeah, right. the whole thing folded. And it was such a shame because it was what we is what we needed in this country, in Australia. We've, we've got so many great bands, but so many great bands that don't get acknowledged because they just don't tick the last few boxes as far as some simple things such as presentation and uh, having great PR and, and getting their marketing right and, and all those things. And this band seemed to tick all those boxes, but then they didn't get the other stuff. <laughs> Other stuff, right? But it was that, it was that whole passion, you know. It's it goes back to what you were saying before, you know. If in, if you if you believe in it and you're genuine and you love what you do, then the sacrifices don't matter. It doesn't it doesn't even feel like a right. sacrifice. You just you just make it happen. Right. You just you just make it happen. Exactly. You just make it happen. You know, um, the grass is always greener. I have to point that out too. Yeah. So when you're a starter band, you see all of these bands touring, and you get sort of you get phased by that idea of touring in a metal band and playing shows is the, the apex of everything. Mm. You know, it's the coolest, it's the most luxurious thing ever. You, I mean, think about it. You get to go out and play metal every night and get paid for it and make your living yeah. doing that. Um, people don't realize how much it sucks to be on a tour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, especially if you're a small band. Yep. It's so much work and it definitely, definitely takes a, the right kind of person to do it. it does. So I see a lot of bands that go out on their first tour and they hate it and they don't understand why. It's because they have these delusions of grandeur um, where, where they thought that it, they were going to love it. Mm. And it's a, it was, a, like you said, it was a slap on, on their faces. Um, I, I'm, I honestly, being honest with you, I don't know if I could be a touring musician, you know, six months out of the year. Yeah. I've, I've gone on tours as a tour manager and stuff like that. And, and it's, uh, it's fun. Mm. It's enjoyable. You get to meet new people. You get to go to new places and you're ultimately, you know, doing something fun and getting paid for, but it's a lot of work and, and it takes a, it takes a toll on people. It definitely does. I mean, we, we couldn't do yeah. that. I mean, we, we sort of made a, a pact between us and the band that if we do find the opportunities where we get a great uh, great tour invitation or something that we can afford to, to jump on, that, you know, really mm-hmm. for us about four weeks would be absolute maximum for us. And unless right. unless, unless it was Metallica or something like that on that level. Um, right. But even then, I mean, we... I think for us, and maybe it's just that whole balance of life and having other commitments outside of music, yeah. whereas a younger band who might be sort of in their late teens into their early 20s with less commitment mm-hmm. would be more than happy to go out for six to eight months of the year and, and just live, right. live on a bus and, and you know, eat crap and drink, drink every day, which you know, I certainly loved doing that when, when I was sort of in my <laughs> early 20s, but now it's, it's, not as, it's not as exciting as, as what it was back then. So, uh, it's know, really, exactly, exactly. You, I, I hate to burst your bubble people, but you will grow up. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to you know? grow up. No, but, <laughs> yeah, no, but, but, the, but in, in reality, like you see bands that have been doing it for, for decades, you know, and guys that are well into their, their mid forties and they're still going out there, you know, in a van and playing for 
you know, 50, 60, 100 people every night. Mm-hmm. Um, those are, those are road dogs, man. They're warriors, you know? Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying everybody, you know, will finally reach a point in their lives when they're going to say, well, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this as much anymore because this is not for us. Yeah. But, but, you know, the balance of life does, does exist. And you I know, think you, um, tiers, isn't there? Different tiers of people. Like, you know, you've got, mm-hmm. you've got your people that are at the bottom of the ladder that will faint at the first sign of traveling away from their their hometown to play somewhere and they can't wait to get back home mm-hmm. into their own bed. They freak out. <laughs> then you've, and then right. you've sort of got midway where people are happy to be away for a short period of time, but, you know, they've got commitments and whatnot. And then you've got people that are mm-hmm. just 100, 110% dedicated to that way of life and that's what they were, they've always dreamt of, that's what they've always worked for, that's all that they've, they've breathed this, this whole uh, lifestyle and that's all they've ever mm-hmm. they've ever worked for. And those are those people that you mentioned before who, uh, you know, in their forties, in their fifties, that are touring. And it doesn't matter how crap some of the shows are, and so and how grueling it can be, and how unrewarding um, it can be at times. They will do it because that's just it's their life. That's and they they love it. Right. It's they, just it's just part of them. And uh, it definitely right. that definitely takes a certain type of person, which I'm certainly not that. But uh, but I, I give a lot of credit to a lot of those people because you know it's not an easy lifestyle. Um, but I guess it, can, mm-hmm. it comes back to what we said before: if you if you're genuine and you and it's a passion, then it probably doesn't feel as yep. much as a, of a sacrifice for those. It doesn't people feel either. absolutely, mm. absolutely. I will say, I will finally say a big do. <laughs> yeah. Um, be willing to sacrifice and be willing to do, be willing to do whatever it takes to get your band, uh, to the level that it deserves. Um, you know, do, uh, for instance, I, I can't tell you how many bands have reached out to me with phenomenal product, phenomenal music. And we really want to make it to the next level. And, and we feel like you can help us. I'm like, okay, um, how long, uh, how many months of a, of a year can you tour? You know, what's your, what's your schedule like? Oh, we can't really tour for more than two weeks every year. Mm. Um, okay, then I'm probably not going to work with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's, of course, I'm a fan. Mm. And, of course, I like the music. You know, I like the scene and I like helping the bands because I'm a fan at the end of the day. But this is a business. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I'm in it to develop the band. Uh, so that the band can hopefully live off of their music and make money with it, and hopefully I can make money with it. Yep, definitely. Uh, you know, like I said, like I said the other time, it's the music business. It's not the music pleasure. That's right. <laughs> Although That's it can be pleasurable, but if you can, if you're not willing to get out there and go on tour, you're never going to grow your band. You're never going to develop your brand, and you're ultimately not going to make. Absolutely. Um, there are very few exceptions of bands that have been able to do it without touring. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely the exception rather than the norm. It's um, it, right, especially especially now, <coughs> probably more so than ever, with you know, product and and people buying music is severely mm-hmm. less than what it used to be. I mean, there's probably less labels around that take a lot more of that that money, but it it is harder to to sit back at home and produce stuff and put it online or make it available in shops and expect to mm-hmm. make a decent living you you do have to go out there right. and 
and and pay your dues and and sell t-shirts and sell sell your music at shows and 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 get money off the door and get your guarantees and whatever else income comes in from that but you have to get out there and and meet the people absolutely um very rarely you find a label that's willing to front money to a starter band you know back in the day i can only imagine what bands like i'd be curious to know what a label gave a band like the dozen roses back in the you know late 80s Mm. to record an album like what kind of budget what kind of advance of course it was completely different times um you know but nowadays uh i don't know man you see some like ridiculous like i've seen labels offering a 500 hundred dollar advance or no advance at all and stuff, stuff like that yeah so you know very rarely a label will fund an album these days so to to a lot of those people saying well You know, I want you, you know, here we are, we're a new band and, you know, we've never done it. We're a brand new a baby band, as I like to call. Mm. Um, and we're hoping to find a label that will finance our tours and finance our album. So if that's the case, you might want to start looking for a new job. Yeah. Because Good luck. It's, it's getting, yeah, it's getting, I, I don't mean to be so negative about it, but it's getting hard. It's just reality. Well, I think with younger um, bands now... I think there's less of an excuse to look for assistance for recording, for example, because mm -hmm. you can get that, well, the, depending on what your definition of a world-class sound is, but to use mm -hmm. that term uh, without a better, better choice of words, but to be able to, to get a world-class sound, a lot of people can do it from a home studio and can do it on equipment that is cost-effective with a little bit of hard work put in. You know, you don't need right. a couple hundred thousand dollars to get big desks and, and get a, a, a massive studio or spend a lot of money with studio time and, and all these different things. A lot of people can do it in-house and can do it at home. And it does take a, mm -hmm. it does take a bit of effort and, and upskill to learn how it all works, but it can be done. So the cost to sure. record is severely less than what it would have been even five years ago, let alone 10, 15, 20 years ago. So I think bands right. have less of an excuse now to go out with their hand out in front of them asking for money from labels to fund an album. I agree. So a lot more bands agree. come with the product already ready to go or in its final stages and say, look, this is what we've done. And mm -hmm. you know, some labels might turn around and say, eh, it's not quite there. And then they might throw some money towards a, a really good mix and master or something like that. But it's, yeah. um, I think, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. And I think it's some of the older bands that probably struggle with that more so than maybe the newer bands where a lot of those older bands from, you know, probably from the eighties and whatnot, trying to get an advance for, for an album, Uh, to go mm -hmm. into an actual old school studio and, and belt out an album that you know might be cheaper to right. record now, but still have to find that money because they're not going to start learning how to how to use uh, you know sonar and and learn how to record themselves. For, right. You know, I'm I'm generalizing here. There's there's quite a number. Sure. Of no, no, yeah, but, of course. But yeah, I think of that course. that would be a difficult scenario for those those sort of bands that have had that experience decades ago. Mm -hmm. Now, um, you know, I've had the the hand of reality slapped them across the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's a, and it's a, it's a painful slap. Let me tell you, well, you know, I think but, um, but it's, it's a, uh, it's doable. Yeah. If you have yeah. a good, I think the bottom line of this, of, of this whole 
topic is it absolutely is doable. Mm. If you, you have to, you have to take the right steps. You have to put effort into it. You have to sacrifice. You have to be confident. You have to be good at what you do. Um, and, uh, with the, and it does take a little bit of luck too. Yep. Absolutely. You know, contacts are very important in this industry. If you know, it's about who you know, and, and the, the referral, like you said before, is very, very important, and it, it could come in very, quite handy. Mm, absolutely. Um, so, so yeah, I think um, I think that's a good starting point for do's and don'ts, or maybe one do and many don'ts. <laughs> <laughs> it all helps. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure quite yeah. a few people get get something out of that, and we can always. Uh, I'm sure as we continue to chat down the track, we'll 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 find lots of little things that we can uh, we can vent over and and <laughs> and discuss. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, it's uh, I think it's a it's a topic that sort of transcends a lot of other aspects of of what we both do in our own domains and what we experience mm-hmm. on a day to day basis. It's um, sure. one of the things, and this will this will be a great uh, segue into the next. Uh, our next little segment on uh, crazy mm-hmm. people. Uh, you know, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt, you've had a lot of people that approach you, you know, with pictures and whatnot that are that you've read and, and wondered whether they're on the same planet as you are. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems that, and, but, and we are, and just to be clear, we are specifically talking about people within the the music industry more. More specifically, the heavy metal scene, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, we'll, we'll stick with yeah. that for now, anyway. I'm, I'm sure we'll have enough material okay. for the next twelve months, at least. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, I've gotten quite a few interesting, um, interesting people. That that one that I mentioned before that reached out asking for help for tours. Yeah. Um, and then when I said I can't help you, he turned around and said, "Well." We don't need you anyway. We're going on a big tour next year. I don't know if that necessarily fits under the crazy umbrella, but I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty nuts. You know, I wish I could show you the email and, and the attitude behind it and the sass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was uh, that. That one always comes to mind. Um, uh, well, what about you? I, I I reckon I understand you. Uh, may have had something similar happen recently. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, this has definitely influenced this uh, segment. I think this is the inspiration uh, behind this and it will no doubt uh, inspire this segment of, of this podcast to, uh, to become bigger and better in the future. So um, to give a bit of context for anyone who's listening, uh, on our Twitter account we use um, – a program, a third-party program called Crowdfire. And what that does is I go through and and follow a lot of people with similar interests uh, that like similar bands that we sound like. And when people follow back, they get a little automatic message that just says, hey, thanks for following. Um, If you like these bands, give us a shot. Hope you like it. Just very short and sweet. And it works well Mm -hmm. because we've picked up a lot of of people this way. And um, one Mm -hmm. particular person... Uh, who may or may not be from Atlanta, uh, um, but I won't, I, won't, I won't say their name just to protect, uh, well, probably just protect me from getting any abusive uh, or death, death threats, but uh, sent a message back saying uh, how much he liked the band and 
we sounded great and a lot of pleasantries and it was uh, very, uh, very positive. And so we went back mm-hmm. a few times, backwards and forwards, and it was great. And then the conversation sort of died off and, and that was that. And that was probably about, I'll say two months ago. And then okay. out of the blue, last Friday, I get a message from the same person again, just picking up where we left off. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll read out uh, his message word for word. I don't want to burst your <laughs> bubble, but Propower USA is a bad scene. Avoid it at all costs. Many bands boycott it. Ask me why. <laughs> it was almost like one of those BuzzFeed uh, uh, headlines that you see on Facebook, you know. Uh, you'll never know what happens next. I've, click here to find out more. <laughs> yeah, like, like, a, like a clickbait, right? Yeah, clickbait, clickbait that, or yeah, whatever it's called. That's it. Yeah, yeah. clickbait. That's it. So completely <laughs> this, out of the blue. This guy... Yeah. This guy lost 50 pounds in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> see, see the results here. <laughs> Find out what his secret his secret was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I got this out of the blue. I hadn't, not that I can recall, I don't think I made any, uh, I may have made a Prog Power post probably a week or two prior to this message. Maybe he hadn't logged on for a while and just was scrolling through our feed. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway, something had triggered him off and he sent this message out of the blue. So I read it and got my back up a little bit and just turned around and said, well, I don't want to burst your bubble, but we've been close friends with the guys from Cog Power for many years and we're excited to finally be a part of it this year. Not interested, sorry. And then I followed up quickly with a message just to say, um, what did I write? Um, I also went over last year and had a great time and many friends have played it over the years. So it didn't really, I wasn't really trying to start anything, but just wanted to try and extinguish mm-hmm. it fairly quickly. So, sort of like nip it in the bud. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was a couple of days later and didn't, didn't hear anything back. So I figured, oh, well, he's just uh, figured, oh, well, I'm not going not gonna to stir that pot. And then mm-hmm. I get a message back from him in capital letters. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> really, really needing to get his point across was, okay, then, fuck off. That event is a loser. <laughs> so that event is a loser. And so are you guys. I know about Prog Power USA <laughs> as I was once a big part of it but went on to do more meaningful support for bands that a certain Mr. Harveston will not, and then not with uh, dashes in between each letter, oh, God. not do. See ya. <laughs> oh, so then God. I, poor poor I did, Glenn. Uh, yeah, poor Glenn. I feel sorry for him. Haters got to hate, hey? But um, I had to, as soon as I saw that, I laughed so hard and I had to do a couple of screenshots <laughs> and send it straight through to you. And then the idea of uh, of doing this little uh, catch-up each month was uh, inspired <laughs> right from this guy. So I do have to thank this certain gentleman from Atlanta who uh, yeah. felt the need to, uh, to lash out and, and let his opinion uh, be heard. Also, so in this case... This episode is sponsored by Crazy Nutjob from Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> you know, thank you. We <laughs> thank you so much. You've you've helped inspire something that's going to be fantastic and and help you know, hopefully add a bit more uh, a bit more um, a bit more to Prog Power USA and and to the bands that are su- supporting it and being a part of it. So. Thank you very much for yeah, that, you know, uh, that fuel, that inspiration. You know, you know you're doing something right when you start getting haters. 
<laughs> that's the best. The, that's the best way I can say. I was a. I said last time that I was a fan at at Cloud Tower for you know well over a decade, and and with all bias aside, the guy's wrong. <laughs> you know, I don't think I don't think there is anybody in this scene that works harder than than Glenn does for the festival, and I think I don't think there's anybody in the scene that takes better care of the bands and the audience than Glenn does. Mm. Um, so, you know, coming from somebody who's been on both sides of the coin, um, I think, you know, the guy needs to um, maybe get a refill on his meds. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, stop drinking gasoline. And he, I think eventually he will be fine. Maybe, uh, maybe Glenn forgot to reply to an email that he sent once. <laughs> I gotta send, I gotta send those screenshots to Glenn. I'm sure, he'll, I'm sure he'll be, uh, he'll be amused by uh, them. I'm sure. Hopefully, but, hopefully he recognizes yeah. the person, and, and there's probably a bit more of a backstory to it. But um, yeah, uh, <laughs> look, you, you you nailed it on the head. I think the when you start getting people that are hating on you, you know you're doing something of worth because mm-hmm. when people don't mm-hmm. do it, you don't get any reaction, then people just don't care. There's not enough effort to right. to, to start hating. Right. So yeah, so it's a, it's a good thing when you have got a few people lashing out. And I feel kind of flattered that he now thinks that we're losers because we're part of Prog Power. So you know, our PR campaign in the US is 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 doing really well. Really well. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, he bans a few more people along, and they campaign against uh, against our ban and get us a bit of publicity. I'm, I hope there's a whole crew of them hey, that start hating on us. Any PR is good PR, right? <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll I'll spin that anywhere I can. I'll, I'll be I'll uh, find that silver yeah. lining. <laughs> <laughs> she bans. Hire a publicist. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I think. Um, I think this should definitely be a regular little segment on our monthly catch-ups because uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna look through my my emails because I'm sure I will find some uh, some um, some interesting and amusing um, content there for this, and even at the at the live shows too. You know, every now and then you run into you run into people who are um, a little. Um, uh, particular or eccentric or <laughs> yeah. indeed indeed and we'll yeah we'll keep our we'll keep it neutral we'll, we won't hate on anybody we'll just we'll just uh, have a, a no i think we'll have a chuckle it's, it's we'll fun. Have a quick chuckle yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly so <laughs> okay, good well and then um our last little part that we'll we'll add in here and you did make a mention <laughs> um just before we uh we started speaking about uh, maybe just doing a shout out for some um, mm-hmm. unsigned bands as well. So I think that that could be quite a good idea. And I did make a mention that I'm not listening to a great deal of new stuff lately, but then mm-hmm. I'm always listening to unsigned bands, whether they're new or, or not. And that I think if they're still around and they're still working hard and they're they're doing good things, then it's probably they're probably just as uh, deserving of, of a mention as somebody who's fresh off the ranks as well. Mm-hmm. Sure, that, that, that's great. Um, I can think of a few unsigned bands. Um, obviously, I'm going to try to be as neutral as possible, although I might at some point mention a band that I am either working with or will be working with, because at the end of the day, it's I am doing my job in promoting them as well. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Um, but the, 
but the band I'm going to start with um, is a band based out of Chicago called Desona. Um, I had uh, somebody, when I was booking a tour for Leprous um, in 2014, I was looking for good, solid local bands for each show because I wanted to build, I didn't want to just throw Leprous out there. I wanted to build a nice show every night, mm. uh, you know, in every different city. And somebody suggested this band, Dissona, D-I-S-S-O-N-A. And I said, cool, I'll check them out and um, check out the music. Very different, very unique, um, very progressive, uh, but incorporating all of these different elements in their music, you know, uh, some symphonic stuff, definitely a lot of, a lot of more death metal and black metal and, and technical stuff. Um, I, I couldn't even describe what the sound is like. Uh, you know, I can think of bands that are somewhat in the, I call it the new progressive metal that has a little bit of extreme metal into it. Yep. You know, think of that Australian band, Neo Blithus Caris, yep. um, you know, Lepers themselves, stuff like that. So it's sort of in that, in that genre. And their debut album, um, which has a very complicated name, I, I think it's Paleo Nomadic mm-hmm. or something, uh, is just, has just come out maybe last week. Uh, I believe they are self-released. So even if they're not, they're signed to a very small label, I'm going to give them a shout anyway because the music is absolutely fantastic and they are taking every right step. They contacted a great publicist and they're doing a fantastic uh, promotion campaign for the album. Strongly, strongly, strongly recommend, you know, highest recommendation for me. So check out the Sona and I'm sure you guys are not going to be uh, disappointed. That's great. I'll um I'll add some links to uh to where they can, mm-hmm. people can listen and and obviously buy their album as well. Um, I'll put that yeah. link on online so people can check it out. Um, I'll add from my perspective, and I think for the time being, at least for the foreseeable future, I'll I'll be really biased and just focus on Australian bands because you know mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be patriotic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be the Australian redneck and and uh, and be patriotic for my fellow countrymen. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there's a there's a band from uh, Tasmania called Tabra, and oh, um, they've been around for quite a few years. They're still very young. We uh, played with them for the first time ten years ago um, when we first went down to Tasmania and played, and they were sixteen at the time. And very, very green. Wow. They were playing um, uh, just very old school mix of Iron Maiden and a bit of Judas Priest and and just mm-hmm. just the, your your traditional sort of heavy metal uh, stuff. And over mm-hmm. the years, they've they've blossomed into this band now, which those influences are still there. But they then take on their big fans of Queen, their big fans of Thin Lizzy. They've got this very bluesy, uh, old school rock sound to their music, but it's still very much heavy metal. And um, wow, they they've got a great sense of humor. Uh, pardon me, they've got a great sense of humor. Um, and mm. they've just they've they've released a couple of albums independently. They were signed to a very very small label in Germany who, from what I understand, screwed them over completely and they never got any money uh, or 
the the uh, very common story that you hear, and I think it was more of a case of the the dream of getting signed to any type of label in Europe overrode the whether the fact of whether this label was actually legitimate and could actually do anything for them. So right. uh, it didn't go too well, but uh, they've been self-releasing and they've got a great following here in Australia and they're starting to get a little bit of presence overseas, but, uh, but very much still uh, uh, restricted to here at this point in time. But they just finished a national tour with Nightwish. Uh, so they, oh, wow. So they got to do some, some big shows here in Australia, which um, they never, never had the opportunity to do. Uh, do so at least mm-hmm. from, from a full tour point of view. Voyager hopped on a couple of those shows as well with them. Yeah, I saw that they played in Perth and they played in um, I want to say Adelaide. Uh, yes, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think- yes. Oh, and a big, a big hello and a big shout out to our Voyager mates. Yeah. Love you guys and uh, hope to see you back here in the states soon. Absolutely. They better be listening. If they're not, then uh, well, tough. They don't get uh, they don't get your shout out. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure one of them will tune in eventually. But uh, I've got to get them on. Actually, I've been meaning to do a drunken one with Simone sometime, and we keep meaning to do there it. You go. <laughs> we keep meaning to do it, but then we get too drunk and forget. So you know, what can you do? But <laughs> but um, but uh, Tabra Tabra doing really really well. They're about to do release an EP that's going to be out in the next few months. Um, they're doing a lot of sort of the mini. Uh, mini fests here in Australia this year. They're going to do a lot more touring and they're going to start trying to branch out and go mm-hmm. overseas as well. So I'll put a lot of links there. Very old school, uh, heavy metal, but a really great mix of old school blues, rock and roll in there as well. Um, and yeah, really, really cool guys. So I'll, uh, I'll put some links up for awesome. people to check out and I'll send you a link as well so you can have a listen because I think you might you might uh, might dig it. Awesome. I'm looking forward to checking them out as well. Cool, cool. And... Um, Finally, before we wrap up, uh, just a bit of a check-in with ProgPower. Um, any any little behind-the-scenes sort of updates uh, as far as um, organising and preparation or anything that you guys are doing at this point in time that you got to... Sort of- well, well, you as I mentioned before, the the you know, and I'm sure Glenn would be a would be a, a better person to to talk about the all of the full scope of work that goes behind the scenes, but. Mm. We're, um, you know, moving forward, getting things ready and prepared for this year. And uh, visa work has started, I think, for all the bands at this point. So we're just moving along and, and uh, start starting to take care of all of the, the logistics and, and everything else. Um, I have... Um, you know, as you know, Friday and Saturday nights are sold out. Uh, last time we spoke, it was right before tickets for Wednesday and Thursday went on sale. And in the very first day or two of sales of uh, Wednesday and Thursday, we sold over 75% of tickets. There are still tickets available. I'm not exactly sure what our current number is at. But um, it's looking really good. Attendance-wise, um, we still see... You know, ticket sales coming in almost every day, which is cool. So we're hoping for um, the same type of treatment as Friday and Saturday. We're hoping for a sellout. We announced some uh, cool um, news as far as one of our bands playing on Thursday. Uh, the band Pyramids, mm-hmm. which is mainly from Denmark, but also a couple of guys or one of the guys is from the States. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to be doing a very special show. They're going to be doing a very special show at the festival. Uh, with two guests, 
two former singers of the band, um, who happen to be Lance King and Matt Barlow. Cool. So it's it's the first time they've ever had you know the three singers on stage together, and I have a feeling it'll probably probably be the only time this is ever going to happen. So if you are a fan of Pyramids, you're going to be seeing a very very special set with all three singers. That'll be cool. So uh, I I am immensely looking looking forward to that as well. So I think it will be a a, a, a very special thing. I think those are the main news items. They're not really that new, to tell you the truth, but, you know, we're just sort of, you know, sailing through, and uh, uh, we're, what, six, eight months away now, so. It's creeping up. It's creeping yeah. up. Yeah. It's coming, man. It's coming. <laughs> you know, we, we already we already sort of starting this, started discussing um, a couple of ideas for bands for next year. Yeah, right. Uh, wow. Crazy that. Yeah. Crazy how early we do it. Yeah, so we're sort of a. What about these guys? Hmm. Well, what about those guys? You know, started some uh, very minor, very, um, uh, very initial, quick discussions. You know, but nothing really serious. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you that it's going to be world class, as you can uh, imagine, and as people have come um, to expect of uh, of broad power. And um, I guess to weigh in on our side, um, just mm-hmm. as far as where we're at with it all, um, we've, um, as you mentioned before, have uh, started the visa process. Uh, so we've, mm-hmm. uh, we've been approached and uh, been requested to provide a whole range of documents, um, which is, um, and we've touched on it in the last time we had a chat, there's quite a number oh, yeah. of things that are needed uh, for uh, for the, uh, the privilege of playing in the, in the United States. And, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's quite intensive <laughs> as far as the criteria is concerned. <laughs> so, uh, we've, we've sent through our, all of, all of our initial, uh, basic information for us in the band and our passport details. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's all at least underway. And now we're going through a very tedious process of collating all of our, um, articles, all of our print media, everything where we've been published <laughs> over the years, reviews, interviews. Yeah, that is that is quite a fun uh, part of the process, huh? And um, and it's it's quite interesting because it's it definitely gives a perspective on it all because we've definitely shied away from a lot of print media over the last few years and and stuck a lot more mm-hmm. to the digital. Um, mm-hmm. to try and move along with the times. And so we've had to sit back and go, oh, geez, what have we actually, where, where's all the magazine clippings and where's all these things that we've had? Uh, and we found that there hasn't been as much as we were hoping. So we've started to panic a bit, go, oh, geez, I hope we've got enough that's going to make us uh, look like a legitimate band for, for the uh, the US visa um, visa office. But um, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're getting that all together. It's a, It's a bit of a tedious process, but it's quite good because I think it's, it's giving us um, an opportunity to really freshen up our portfolio and and go back and put everything together. So then when another opportunity you, comes along, we need to pitch to somebody. We've got all this stuff at hand and we don't... You know, it's, it's, very interesting. it's very interesting that you say that because I had a band thank me at one point for, um, for having them go through this process because... It allowed them to a get a little bit of a nostalgia feeling about their history and their past. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look at this! We played this show with this band, you know, 
nine years ago. I remember that. Like they thought it was, it was, uh, it was pretty special to to relive these moments in their minds just by seeing the the pictures of the flyers and stuff. Um, but also because it allowed them to essentially curate um, their 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 library, mm. you know, um, and and have uh, and have something that they could show to people and create some sort of a little museum for the band. Absolutely, you know, a little. Here's all of our history. You can see press uh, clippings. You can see show posters, flyers, etc. So, it, you know, it's tedious and, and it's a pain and it's a lot of work, but there, you know, you can, you can certainly get something out of it. Uh, it's that silver so, lining again. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's where we're at. Um, we um, also have just, because um, we've been using session drummers for the last couple of years um, when our last drummer left and we just haven't quite found mm-hmm. the, right, uh, the right guy who fits and ticks all the boxes, fits the mold that we're after. So mm-hmm. we've, we've done pretty well over the last couple of years and had some great, uh, great drummers on board, but we've, um, we've definitely upped the ante, so to speak, with, uh, with the US, and we want to make sure that when we go over, we've got, um, we've got everybody on board that's, uh, that's permanently in the band. So we've uh, just gone through... Hopefully, the second last audition with one particular drummer, which we believe we're at about ninety eight percent, will be mm-hmm. our next drummer and be our permanent drummer. But uh, we're just going to give him a couple more little uh, hoops to to jump through and see if he if he passes that with flying colours, and then uh, then we'll be well and truly set. So we're um we're looking awesome. f- we're looking forward to that because uh, one thing that we want to make sure when we do come over to the US, um, whether it be the festival itself or the festival plus mm-hmm. a, a couple of club shows or whatever it might be that we're, we're bringing the mm-hmm. game and we're, we're a hundred percent ready to go and, and really leave a, a great impression on, on the audience there. So uh, we're, uh, we're That's almost, fantastic. we've almost filled that last spot. So we're, we're, we're gunning to go. I cannot help but to think of Spinal Tap with all of your former drummers. <laughs> I'm just getting a picture of a drummer exploding on stage during a Lord show. Yeah, with the little green goblet on the, on the drum store. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, if um, one day maybe we should write a book about all the drummers that we've had, I reckon that could be a bestseller. It, it could be very close to Spinal Tap, to be honest. Um, there's some fantastic uh, stories. It's all about the. It's all about the bizarre gardening accidents, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've we've certainly had some interesting stories, or some uh, some stories that have had to be fabricated over the years just to us uh, just to save some face. But um, it, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely definitely been a, a wild ride over the years, and at least now we can we can look back and laugh because uh, at certain points along the way it certainly wasn't funny, but uh, but now we can certainly laugh. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, all, Good job. All, uh, all steam ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, we're looking forward to having you guys over, and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys play. And I'm sure you'll be a, I'm sure you'll be a great time, and I'm sure people are going to want it, and uh, I'm sure you guys will uh, have a good time as well. Absolutely. Um, just as much as I'm looking forward to doing this with you every, you know, once a month, or however. Um, However often we can do it, uh, it's great. It's a pleasure, and it's uh, very enjoyable. Likewise, likewise, we'll uh, we'll definitely make the most of it. Absolutely, and we'll definitely talk about uh, enough crazy people. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right, and we'll think of a we'll think of a new topic for for next month as well. 
Yeah, yeah, and, and definitely let people know on, on Facebook, on the pages, if they have an idea of something they want us to, to talk about or, 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 you know, it's uh, definitely uh, welcome. Absolutely. I mean, you're the boss, but... <laughs> you, you know <laughs> no this uh this this monthly catch up is going to be 50/50 so we'll we'll work it out together we're uh, both got, yeah, looking uh, equal, forward to it. equal creative input it's another <laughs> <laughs> all right cool we'll take care and we'll uh we'll catch up in about a month sounds good my friend have a good one okay all right thanks guys thanks for listening hope you enjoyed that one i always say that but i really do i really sincerely hope that you enjoy it and you enjoy every other one. <laughs> uh, as said, this will be a monthly catch-up, at least for the foreseeable future until either of us loses interest, but hopefully not. I think it'd be great to do it at least up until the festival in September. Um, so we'll have a few uh, catch-ups between now and then. And, you know, we'll, we'll see where it all goes. It might, uh, it might change format. We might change uh, some of the little regular uh, things that we touch on. There's no rules attached to it. I just think it'd be a great thing for us to check in and have a chat and have a laugh each month and and uh, hopefully you all get something out of it. And I think um, this episode was quite good because we're able to touch on some some constructive things that I hope musicians will be able to get something out of. And maybe just people within the industry who can relate to it or might be able to provide some additional input to it as well. So we'll we'll try and make the main topic something of um, of worth. It's not just entertainment value, but something that's constructive and informative. Um, so hopefully people will really get some benefit out of it, not just being uh, mildly amused with our banter. As far as uh, shopkeeping is concerned, uh, website, andysocial.net. You'll find all the show notes from this episode and every other episode on there. So all the uh, the references that we've made in our chat today were... Um, you know, everything from the unsigned bands to um, references that we made within the main uh, topic will all be in the show notes. You can check them out. And please, um, if you do find anything of interest from listening or in the show notes, please spread it around and and contact people and let them know you heard about um, them or whatever it was um, through the podcast. It definitely helps us and me specifically. And it's just good to give back to other people as well. Get onto iTunes, rate, review, leave a comment on there. Um, that all helps. I've um, been doing a lot more research with how to get into the charts with iTunes. It's not a simple process and it's not straightforward. It's There's a particular algorithm that's within iTunes itself. And I've been doing a lot of sort of, well, not a lot, but I've been doing a little bit of Google research to try and get an understanding. And it looks like it's, it's a calculation that iTunes comes up with, which is based on uh, frequency of activity as far as listening and reviews and, and comments and whatnot versus overall number of listeners and overall number of subscribers, etc. So the more interactive that you guys can get with the podcast, uh, the better it's going to be for me. But that also puts pressure on me to potentially make the podcast a little bit more regular down the track as well. Because I think with the number of podcasts that I put up, I think that will also help my chances of uh, creeping into the bottom of uh, of the iTunes charts as well, which is a bit of a goal of mine for this year. I'd like to get in right at the bottom rung of, of the charts. Um, I don't know what it will take or, you know, to, to what extent as far as number of episodes and listeners and subscribers and ratings and whatever it might be. Um, but I definitely want to uh, do whatever I can to try and increase my chances. And if I can get in right right at the, the base of that chart, then uh, mission accomplished and anything more than that will be a bonus. So that'll be my little goal for this year. As always, for listeners, 
use the code word Andy Social, one word, on our uh, Lord Store web store uh, for any of the Lord and Dungeon merchandise and there's some other band merchandise on there as well. You'll get 10% off anything on the store. Uh, that code will be used indefinitely moving forward uh, until further notice. And um, that's my small way of saying thank you for supporting. So please hold on to that code. If there's nothing that you want to get at this point in time, have it on hand for whenever we release a new product and there'll be plenty of new stuff coming out um, over the, the coming months. So have that ready and you'll get a nice little discount um, as my way of saying thank you for, for listening each week. I was going to say each month, but each week and uh, and supporting what I do. Um, one last thing that I'll do before I wrap up really quickly um, is I'm having an, there's a bit of an idea and I'm not going to go into too much of this because I it's very much a vague idea at the moment and I will think about this more over the coming weeks, is I want to do a, a get-together of some sort. Um, <laughs> the term that keeps coming into my head is podcast party. And I don't really want to call it that at all. I think that sounds very, um, very, oh, I don't know. It, it just sounds very, um, very nerdy and very um, wanky in a way. But um, I like the idea of promoting a get together somewhere in Sydney, um, preferably somewhere either in the city or in the inner suburbs of Sydney um, and giving everyone anywhere between three to six months notice and just locking in a date and uh, and not doing any promotion of it. So I won't be mentioning it on social media, won't be posting it anywhere, no flyers, no event pages, nothing of the sort. It'll be purely promoted or mentioned in each episode of the, of the podcast as it comes out each week. And as time will move on, I'll give more information with regards to it. And then it's up to you guys. If uh, if anyone in Sydney um, wants to come out and have some drinks, and it'll be very low key, it'll be very casual. Won't be any sort of performance or any. Uh, I don't think I'll even record it. I I don't think I'll do anything along those lines. Not at this stage. I think it's more of a case that I'll uh, I'll just organise a, a get together where we can have a drink and chat and hang out and and. Um, and I don't know, just see see where the, the day or the night goes. And we might make it a, a semi-regular thing that happens every few months and uh, gives everyone plenty of notice. And for people that are interstate or people that are overseas that listen to the podcast, if you ever happen to be uh, making a trip to Sydney, whether it be for, for business, family or holiday, um, Maybe it might coincide with one of these uh, these get-togethers, one of these parties. So I'll flesh it out a little bit more. And it's very much a raw idea at, the, at this point in time, but I think I can do a lot with it, um, but still keep it very casual and informal. And I want to make it kind of exclusive in the sense that I won't mention it anywhere else, um, but have some additional things there to make it uh, exclusive. So whether that be... Um, certain things that I will have there for people, um, whether that be, I don't know, whether it be guests, entertainment, um, free stuff, I, I've got no idea. But I'll think of a few things that will just make it very uh, very special and not just your typical get-together as well. So I'll still do my best to keep it informal but I'll, and I'll try not to 
to get too uh, carried away with it. But I, I really like this idea and uh, it, could be quite, it could be quite good, especially if it becomes a semi-regular thing as well. But um, enough of that. That's, uh, I thought I'd just plant the initial seeds and um, over the coming weeks I will uh, flesh it all out and, and commit to it and, and pick a date and, and give everyone plenty of notice and, and hopefully people will, will throw it in their calendars and, um, and hopefully we'll you know, will turn into something really cool over, over the coming months and, and hopefully years. Um, so that's it, andysocial.net. Um, you can find me on Facebook, just search for Andy Social Podcast um, on Facebook or you can just do facebook.com slash andydowlingofficial. I'm on Twitter, andydowling. Um, where else am I? Instagram, andydowling. And uh, they're probably the only places of note. Uh, Lord, lord.net.au, lord.net.au slash store, where you can use the code word social to get 10% off. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, whatever other social platform that you can possibly think of, type in Lord Official and you'll find us um, on there. And uh, any support that you guys can give us, sharing, passing around either the podcast or the music for the band, anything you can do to spread the word means a hell of a lot to us. So uh, thank you as always for the support and we'll catch you next week and next month with the next catch up with Milton. Cheers guys. Already.